0: Welcome to The Daily Cut, a podcast of Park Community Church. I'm Trevor Lovell, an associate pastor at our Near North location. Throughout this season, we wanted to create something consistent that would help add even a little sense of rhythm to life. And so to do that, we've altered our use of this podcast and temporarily we've cut the pastor's cut. Uh, And instead we'll be posting a short devotional here every day on The Daily Cut. So we hope you'll join us and we'll enjoy listening. This is The Daily Cut and I'm Trevor Lovell. All right, it's good to be with you all. Once again, I hope you're faring well in this season. Hope you've had a good week. And uh, today, I'm excited to jump into Psalm 150 together, verses one through six, which is the entirety of that psalm. And uh, with this one, we're going to go out on our our time in the psalms together. So it's been a good week and a half or so. Hope you've enjoyed it. Hope you've gleaned some things from it and uh, looking forward to wrapping it up together here with Psalm 150. But first, just a quick word on it, uh, just to kind of intro it before we jump in. So Psalm 150, one of the first things we see about this psalm as we start to read is that it's clearly all about praise, that that is far and away the dominant theme because as we work through it, this is what we see, that it starts and ends with the exact same sentence, praise the Lord. That phrase bookends the Psalm and the word praise, that verb is basically littered throughout the entire Psalm. Of the six verses that it has with pretty much every verse having two lines in it, a line A and a line B, that being the poetic structure for it, Every single one of those lines throughout the entire psalm starts with the word praise, with that verbal command telling someone to praise God, except in one place. Verse six, uh, line B is the only place where it doesn't have that. In the Hebrew there, it doesn't start with it, but it actually ends with it instead. So it's just a little bit of a reversal. And so with all of that, it's clear as day that what this psalm is talking about is praising God because over and over again, as we read through it, that's what it's telling us to do. It's commanding us in melody to praise God. And it's also giving us language to do that. It's giving us words to use as we praise God. And one of the interesting things about that is that this psalm is placed right at the very end of the book, that it really is the final psalm out of all 150 of them. And what we'll see is that that actually is pretty intentional and it's significant. Uh, and we'll we'll jump into why that is the case later, um, but just kind of want to intro that at the top. But okay, let's jump in and let's read it together. Psalm 150, and then we'll discuss it a bit. So let's start at verse one. Praise the Lord. But even with that theme, there is a movement and a flow to the psalm. And what it starts with is the reason for giving God praise, the reasons for why we should praise him. And this is what it says in verse two. It says, praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness, meaning that we should praise God for who he is, for his excellent greatness, but also our praise should flow as a result of the things that God has done for his mighty deeds. And that in a few different ways, we can look at scripture and we can read the Bible and see all of the incredible things that God has done, Right, like speaking creation into existence, like rescuing the Israelites from Egypt, like Jesus coming and dying and rising again to bring about our salvation. We should read and learn about those things and they should cause us to praise God. That should be the result of it. But in addition to that, there are also specific ways that God works in our lives as individuals. And those too should cause us to praise him. And what I've found and have heard from from others is is that it's often in more difficult times in seasons a lot like the one that we're in where God shows his care for us in ways that can just be incredibly tangible where we can see that it's as clear as day that God sees us. And that as Amber said yesterday, that that he's caring for us, that he knows what we're going through and he's providing for us and he's with us. We should recognize those things in our lives in seasons like that and they should cause us to praise God. And so that those are the reasons that the Psalm gives. We should praise God for the things he's done and is doing. And also we should praise him just because he's God, because of his excellent greatness. That's what verse two is saying. So those are the reasons. But one important thing to note as we continue to work through this Psalm is that it's really not written for individuals, but it's actually a communal Psalm. It's a song and it's something that's meant to be sung together by a group of people. It's like a song written in harmony. And actually, it seems like this is the psalm that the people of Israel would have sung together in the temple in Israel as they gathered for any one of their festivals throughout the year. This would have been a song that they sang together in that type of situation. And we can see that from verse one where it says, praise God in his sanctuary, meaning in the temple. It's where the people of Israel would have sang this together and they would have done so with their voices and with all kinds of instruments as the psalm names. With trumpets, which the priests would have played, with the lute and the harp and the cymbals, which the Levites probably would have played. And then also instruments like the lute and the tambourine and the pipe. Just anybody who was there and who knew how, they they would have played in some way. And there was dancing too. It's just this kind of huge celebration. And really what this psalm is describing is a worship concert. This is basically like a Hillsong United worship concert just like 3,000 years ago. That's what this is describing, which is a pretty sweet scene. And so that's what it's talking about. It kind of sets up that context in verse one there with praise God in his sanctuary. And then it continues that throughout the flow. But there's also another line that plays into that in a significant way. And it comes right after it. It's line, uh, line C, actually, of verse one. It says this, praise him in his mighty heavens, meaning the hope and the desire of this psalm is that the praise of God wouldn't just be in his sanctuary. It wouldn't just be confined, confined to the concert or, or to the temple or to just the time that we gather for church on the weekends, but that the praise of God would literally fill the heavens, that it would fill all of creation as it should because that's what creation was created for and that's what we should long to see. And so the idea that we should take from that is that our praise of God shouldn't be confined to a certain box in our lives. It shouldn't just be in the worship concerts we attend or in our weekend gatherings. It should permeate our entire lives in our homes, like a drop of food coloring in a glass of water. It should spread to everything. It should affect our entire lives. And we see that idea returned to at the end in verse six, where it says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Everything that has breath should praise the Lord because he's the one our breath comes from. And so it follows pretty naturally, why shouldn't we use it to praise him, to thank him for the gift that we have? And so with that being the case, I think a good question for us to wrestle with is, how can we cultivate praise in our lives? How can we cultivate the praise of God in our lives more, even in the midst of a difficult season? I wanna share just a couple of ideas around that. All right, first, as we said, this this is describing an ancient worship concert. And actually, these are the lyrics to one of the worship songs. And we have worship songs today too, as well as many throughout the history of the church that are available to us. And so we should take advantage of those. The New Testament actually tells us to sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. We're supposed to use these songs that help us to praise God. That's why they exist. And it really is a gift that God has always given his people these musical gifts and abilities to be able to use music to draw near to him in worship. It's a gift. So we should take advantage of that. And second, our prayers should have praise within them. Our prayers should have praise within them. And I think sometimes they don't because praise can feel kind of awkward for us because we're not used to talking that way. We don't don't talk that way with other people. And so when we come to God, sometimes it can be difficult to all of a sudden start using this language that we're not familiar with. But really this is where the Psalms come in because they, they give us language and words to use in our prayers. That's what they're meant to do, to teach us how to approach God. And they give us language for praising him. And so I just encourage you as you pray today or as you pray tomorrow, actually just open up to this Psalm, Psalm 150, and start your prayer with this. Pray through this Psalm, use these specific and exact words. And then as you continue to pray, move on to other aspects, but start with this and let it guide you as you praise God. And let me just encourage you, I mentioned at the beginning of the intentionality of this Psalm being at the close of the book, that this is the final Psalm. And that's because that's significant because one of the patterns we see throughout the whole book of Psalms is this movement from lament to praise, that there are lament and praise Psalms scattered all throughout, but they're concentrated differently. The beginning of the book has more of the lament Psalms, the Psalms of struggle and of pain and of asking God for help in the midst of difficulty. Whereas as you come to the end, you see more and more psalms of praise, psalms just purely worshiping God. And that ordering is intentional. Because as we draw near to God, as we engage with him, even in the midst of our difficulties, we naturally end up praising him. When we engage with prayer, when we engage with God, even in prayer, even in lament, we end up praising him. Because when we engage with God, it's like stepping out into a river where we can't help but be pulled downstream. And the further along the current brings us, the closer to God we get. And the more our praise comes out until we end up in the same place the book of Psalms does, where we can say, no matter what the situation, praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thanks for listening today. I hope you're doing well. We hope you can join us for a service online this Sunday, and then we'll be back on Monday with another short devotional. So stay tuned.